By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. There's something about that song that I just really like. I don't know what it is. I think it's because Shelly said she hates that song. I think that's why I like it. Well, I never said I hated that song. <laughs> Thank you for putting words in my mouth. Are we off to a good start? <laughs> we always are off to a good start, Brad. You know, Shelly, I admit something to you. What's that? I don't do well on the weekends. Why? I don't have my morning therapy session with you. That's why it's to the point where it's like there's something missing, you know? There's something Yeah, about, I do know because I feel the same there's, way. There's something about going on the air with you and you and I bantering back and forth and you making fun of me incessantly and me doing nothing but compliment you. I mean, there's something that's just... Oh, please. <laughs> In your dreams, buddy. There's some... <laughs> you do nothing can, but compliment can, me? Can, can I... I okay. Could, I, if I could tell you something, maybe I will a little bit later because this person might be listening at that point. I don't know if they're listening right now, but I got a backhanded compliment about podcaster. What's that? <laughs> well, we'll talk, we'll talk about it in the 7 o'clock hour. Somebody actually gave you a compliment? Yes, but it was it was one of those compliments where it was like where it was like they say it and then you look at them and kind of tilt your no, head and go, "Oh, no, um, just the opposite." Thank were, you. No, I'll I'll explain it later. Okay. God, there's so much weird stuff that's happened since we've been on the air Friday. I mean, this deal with the balloon. I you know, I'm and and here's the other thing. It was probably a weather balloon. No, I have two useless degrees, okay? Two useless degrees. Oh, two, my. Two journalism degrees. I have heard 14,000 different stories about the balloon, and now they're saying, well, Biden, what are you talking about? Trump, they had four of these fly over the United States when Trump was in office. And I'm going like, okay, now, there's there's first Why didn't we know about that? Well, once again, why didn't we know about it? Plausible deniability. That's my point. And it's interesting because Biden... Because Trump and his and his people say we didn't know anything about it. Nobody told us about it. Now plausible deniability. Okay, there's there's two crazy things. They pretty much know they only two. Well, they know the they know the the track of the balloon. Okay, we'll talk about this a little bit more a little bit later next hour. But the balloon went across the Pacific and then went way north and went across the Aleutian Islands. I don't know if you know the Aleutian Islands are the islands that go from essentially from Alaska. They go toward Russia, okay? If you look at a map, the Aleutian Islands are like this little chain of islands that go to the west of of Alaska. And supposedly it went over the top of Alaska. Then it comes down through Canada. Why didn't the Canadian people know about this? And the reason that it got to be newsworthy, because of the fact that on Monday, what was it, Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday when they first a picked plane up this balloon? A almost hit it? No, it was flying at 60,000 feet. There aren't, there, I mean, it's flying more than 60,000 feet. The only airplanes that are up there at that height are usually, air, you know, Army, you know, like like Air Force and Navy fighters and things like that. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, somebody saw it in Montana. Somebody says, what's that? And it got to the oh, point where... Paul, come out yeah, here. Yeah, Paul, look come at this. Here. Look at this big I, old I balloon. I this thing in the air. <laughs> right. And I don't know what it is. And supposedly some... Am- am- this is what... This is the story. You know, once again, there's 14,000 different stories about these stupid balloon things. So... Somebody got out, like Joe Amateur, uh, you know, astronomer, brought out his telescope, and they went, wow, look at that. It's a big old balloon. And they say, you know, you lose perspective. Like, for example, okay, I'll tell you a funny story. 
I don't don't ask me why I I do this, but I love stoplights. Okay, you know why that about me. Why do you do that? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, you know, you know. I I love I love traffic lights. Okay, and I and I bought several of them, and I've been given several of them. Matter of fact, at one point in time, uh, I talked to a company that was replacing uh, traffic lights. Uh, I won't say where. Uh, and I said I said, do you sell those? No, we put them in the dumpster and they get thrown away. So I said to the guy, I go, I'd like to buy some of them. So anyway, a couple of days later, the guy calls me up and says, hey, he says, we're up here at such and such street. I won't say where it was. If you want to come by, we'll give you as many as you want. So I loaded up my truck and I put these stoplights in, okay? And I brought them back and I put them in the office, okay? In the front office, the front door of the office there in Washmo one day, okay? That is true. He okay. did do that. I did. And one day, the UPS guy walks into my office and goes, wow, those traffic lights are huge. You, we don't realize how big they are. And that's the thing. You know, you that's don't re- true. You do not. You don't, they realize, are huge. you don't realize how big traffic lights are until you're standing next to one. And it's standing. Almost as big as a Yugo. Right. I mean, they're they're very it's tall. True. Okay. It's supposedly this this this, you know, balloon, the, the payload package underneath all the electronics was the length of three school buses. I'm going like, holy cow. Think about that for a minute. A school bus is like 40, 45 feet, 50 feet long. So that's 100, if let's say they're 50 feet, three times 150, with uh, three times 50 is 150. A football field is is 100 yards or 300 feet. So in other words, if you parked the beginning of this payload package from the balloon on the goal line, it, st- it went all the way to the 50-yard line. I'm going like... Okay, so my question is, Okay. was it like one of those, uh, maybe it wasn't just to like a, a balloon collecting data, maybe there was people in there. What is that called? <laughs> Crazy. A blimp. <laughs> maybe it was a blimp. I don't think they were, I think they were, well, if they are, they're dead now because we shot it down. So, you know, they're corpses. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to protect and, your country. Anyway, we'll talk about it next break. Um, if something that I have... Um, if I haven't talked too much about, which I find now is getting to be like another one of these trials of the century, this crazy trial down in what South Carolina with the Murdaugh, the you know you know talking about the Murdaugh family, you know about this? I, I don't. I'm it sorry. is so bizarre. It is so bizarre. It's a guy originally. He's an attorney, very well respected attorney, and apparently his life was unraveling. And uh, happens well. <laughs> First, the first thing that happened, well, you know what? I tell you, we don't have time, don't have time to talk about this. Let's talk about this next break. Um, anyway, it's one of these things where where this guy, you know, like the, the, the guy who is the, keep in mind, this guy is a, he's an attorney, and one of the things he does in the county they live in, he's one of the prosecutors. It's sort of weird. Apparently, in some, you know, the laws are different in some states. Uh, I mean, in, in like in, in state of Missouri, we have, DAs or prosecuting attorneys. And essentially, they work for the county. Like, for example, there's the guy in St. Charles County, there's Kim Gardner in St. Louis City, and there's, you know, the guy out there in Franklin County. They're the prosecuting attorneys. So if you get arrested for something, he's the guy that decides, well, you know, we're going to take you to trial. Or he says, nah, evidence is not good. We're just going to let you out, which is what Kim Gardner does all the time. So this guy is a prosecuting attorney. And once again, you would think that he would know how to create the perfect crime because he's dealt with. You know, criminal defense for I mean, criminal prosecution for a long time, and mm-hmm. you see the stupid things that the criminals do, mm-hmm. and apparently this guy didn't learn his lesson because stuff that happened last week is just like blowing up on him, and the whole thing is just bizarre. I mean, it comes down to someone who has a lot of money 
and doesn't have enough money and decides he's going to get more money, but he's going to get it from people that he represents. No, no, no. He got it from people he represented, which is sad. I mean, in other words, he stole their settlements. We'll talk about the whole thing next break. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. he didn't just... Yeah, okay, he, he, won, he won cases for people and then never, never never paid them. He got the money, but he never paid the people who, you know, were like the, the relatives of, of people who died and things like that. Okay. Shame, shame, right, shame. Right, right, right. Okay, we're going to take a break at 627. It is BS.show. You know, that's that's a new song from Miley Cyrus called Flowers. Do you know that's not the first title? They, You know, a lot of times they have these big controversies about what they name songs. You know, how, what are we going to call the song? You know what I'm talking about? What? I, there's a controversy when the record producers put together a song. The artist wants it called one thing. Like, for example, I remember. Well, who wrote it? Well, I don't know. but Who writes it? Well, Whoever if, writes it gets to name the song, I think. No, they don't. It's just like okay. sometimes they bring out movies. Like one of my favorite movies. It used to be called The Boat That Rocks, okay? Oh, I know which one that is. And they brought it out, and it didn't do very well. So they retitled it, and they did another PR campaign around it, and they called it Pirate Radio, okay? And then it did much better, okay? So sometimes songs come out, and there's, there's, I remember, who was it, somebody talking about that there's a handful of songs that the title of the song never appears in the song. In other words, the words in the title of the song never appear in the song itself. Most songs, the title of the song is either a line from the song or it's like one word for the song. In that case, that that song is called Flowers. Okay? And and that was what Miley Cyrus wanted to, to uh, name it. But the producer, who's a guy, you know what he wanted to call that song? Um... Dirt? No, he wanted to call it I Don't Need No Stinking Man. That was the title of the song he wanted to have. <laughs> <laughs> I know who that belongs to. Which essentially that goes out to. Which essentially is what that song's all about. I don't need no stinking man. Uh-huh. I can I can hold my hand, I can give myself flowers. I don't need no stinking man to do that stuff for me. I'm fully capable of myself, right? It's nice. It's nice to have a man do it for you, but <laughs> right. Who needs a man, right? But you, you, you know, you really. Who needs a man when I'm you got? I'm not going to get started. Who needs a man when you got Bob, right? Okay. Anyway, six thirty-four. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Completely different name, but wow. Right. Okay. Okay. We talked about this last break, and. I've been following this since this sort of made semi-national headlines. Now it's like there's going to be like 42, uh, 48-minutes episodes of this, and it's going to be on, you know, it's going to be on all these podcasts. The guy's name, their name is, is uh, I can't remember what, God, now my That's mind's funny blank. name. No, I can't remember. That's their name. <laughs> McDoug, hold on, let me look it up here. It's you know, where did my mind go? My mind just went. The guy, Murdaugh, M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H, Murdaugh, okay? The guy's name is Alex Murdaugh. Now, keep in mind, he is part of a dynasty of attorneys in this area and in South Carolina, okay? And I believe his great-grandfather started a law firm, which, you How know... How is South Carolina related to Missouri? No, no, this is not related to Missouri. This is this is Murdaugh. This is the, the this crime trial that's going on. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So you said it was in this area, and I'm like, no, I said, I said, I said, I said, Shelly, don't pay any attention to what I say because I'm going to say Missouri, but I don't mean Missouri, and you didn't pay attention to what I said. Okay. So, 
<laughs> no. Got it. Boy, Sorry, a little slow on the are, uptake. Are we having fun on Monday or what? Okay. His name's Alex Murda, M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H. Okay. And he comes uh-huh. from this long line of attorneys. His great grandfather, his grand his grandfather, his father, and he's now he's an attorney. Okay. And they have a law firm that's got and what's interesting about it is when all this stuff came out, he was a partner in the law firm. And they changed the name of the law firm. The law firm was one of these, like, you know, Smith, Jones, you know, Weebleton, you know, Wimbledon, Pembleton, you know, was one of those long, you know, had like 14 names in the law firm. Now they changed it yeah. to one thing, Shyster Incorporated. No, anyway. Uh, no. <laughs> so Do we cheat him and how? Yeah, do we cheat him and how? Okay, so things start to unravel when his son gets daddy's boat and gets drunk and gets a bunch of his friends on the boat and they go flying down some river and his son's driving the boat and his son apparently it's at night and his son's hey things are fine we're flying down the river and all of a sudden they hear they hit a a support for a bridge and everybody in the boat is severely injured and one girl who supposedly his his girlfriend is killed Okay. Oh my. So that's how this crazy I thing. I hate to hear that. Well, I know it's a terrible story. So that's and his name is Paul. He's one of two sons. Okay. So that's how the story starts to unravel. So he's him and his son, and I think his son when this happened is somewhere like sixteen or seventeen, and he's a minor. But since it's his father's boat, you know, the local Brown and Crouppen people are suing his underwear off of him because of the fact that, you know, his son was driving the boat, his son was intoxicated, this girl was drunk. And you know what? If it were my daughter, I'd be doing the same thing. You know, I'd be I'd find the nastiest attorney I could get and go like, yeah, okay. I would too. Go after this guy. You know, I mean, was she stupid to be in a boat? Yes, but it wasn't her fault that she got killed because, you know, some drunk kids driving his dad's, his rich they dad's boat. They didn't even boat. have their life preservers on, I gather. Well, no, but th- it didn't matter because the the impact of the bridge, you know, you're flying along in a boat and all of a sudden you hit a bridge, guess what? You stop in a hurry. So, yeah. so this sort of starts this whole crazy cavalcade of weird stuff that happens, okay? Then, I guess it was a couple years ago, and there's all sorts of controversy about this, and things are starting to unravel for this guy's life, and apparently some the people at the attorney's office, you know, where he, he's a partner, are starting to go, okay, there's something more to this story. This is sort of weird. There's strange things happening. Then, he had a housekeeper, had a housekeeper, okay? And the housekeeper, quote-unquote, fell down the steps at their house, Okay. And uh-huh. there was somewhat of a controversy about that, about well, did she really fall down the steps or was she pushed? So anyway, she falls down the steps, or maybe she was pushed, at the Murdaugh's house, and she dies. So he gets a settlement from the insurance company, but he doesn't tell anybody. And he gets like a couple million bucks. And somehow or another, the lady's son, the lady's family, particularly her son and somebody else in the family, found out that, A, their mom died at the Murdaugh house, where she was the housekeeper, and B, Mr. Murdaugh got a settlement, and C, he kept it. It was like two million bucks. So the next bizarre thing that happens is one day at his hunting lodge, his wife and daughter at their hunting, I know his wife and son, the Paul, the guy that drove this boat and killed the girl, they're at the hunting lodge, and they're murdered. Her, his son is what? is they're murdered. They're, his his wife and one son are murdered. Her son is shot in the head with a shotgun. His wife is shot in the back with a rifle. Okay. I'm thinking we're good on the whole murdered thing. Okay. So and nobody can figure out who uh-huh. did it. So then, not too long after that, Mr. Murdaugh, you know this Alex Murdaugh guy, he supposedly his car breaks down, 
and he supposedly is standing outside his car trying to fix it or something like that, and somebody shoots him. But they don't kill him. The bullet grazes his head, and he falls over, and, and, and he's supposed to be dead. Why is he supposed to be dead? Because he hired the guy to kill him. He hired the guy to kill him. He hired one of his former criminal defense attorney clients. <laughs> what a nice guy. Uh, you know, if, oh, way it, to wait. make <laughs> friends and influence people. Right. If you're a criminal defense attorney, you know who the bad criminals and the good criminals are. You know, oh, that guy's a terrible yeah, criminal. Yeah, you know who's good and who's <laughs> right. not. Right. So you, you work with him every day. So the guy was supposed to kill him. The guy was supposed to shoot him in the head, but he didn't quite get it, and he thought he got him, but he didn't. He brazed him, and he fell down, and he thought, oh, he's dead. So this comes out that he hired a guy to kill him. So then then all of a sudden, things get really weird, and they find out there's millions of dollars missing at the law firm. So anyway, long story made short, they finally arrest him for, you know, the first thing they arrest him for, they arrest him for trying to, you know, uh, get himself killed and collect. Because the reason he wanted himself killed, his surviving son was going to get a $10 million uh, insurance policy. And the $10 million was going to go to take care of all the debts he'd gotten and stuff like that. Yeah. So now it comes out that then they started getting suspicious, going like, now hold on a minute now. You know, where were you Where were you the night that your 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 wife and your son were killed? Well, I wasn't anywhere near the, the estate or whatever they call the hunting lodge. or They call, talk about they have dog kennels. Apparently he's a big hunter and they have dog kennels, you know, like for hunting dogs and stuff like that. So he claims he's nowhere near that, okay? So he shows up at, supposedly shows up at the the the, the lodge, you know, a couple hours later, and after they've been killed, oh, and he calls 911, oh my God, my, my wife and my son have been killed, blah, 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 blah. Police show up, okay? And at one point in time, he says, and they've got this on tape where he's being interviewed by one of the police officers, and he says something to the effect that, I can't believe what I did to my son, or something to that effect. And essentially, he's like sort of confessing that he shot his son. But, I don't think that that was what he was confessing to. Well, okay. So after all these exhaustive searches, they said, the only suspect we have in the murder of your wife and your son is you. So he's on trial. So guess what tripped him up? And to the point what? where there are people saying, man, he has just... He is like his defense attorney has been backed into a corner. Two things. His son, who was murdered, took an Instagram video or some he, some kind of a video somewhere. I don't know where it was. He took it and uploaded to Instagram, and his dad's in it. And it's time-stamped. So in other words, when it went up on the server, it's time-stamped at like, let's say, 842. And supposedly, he's not there. He didn't get there till 10 o'clock at night. Get what I'm saying? In other words, he claims he, he didn't get to the murder scene until 10 o'clock at night. And he's in a video. You can see him in a video. What's really interesting is he's wearing one set of clothes. And not only that, apparently there was another, either a video recorder, where his neighbor came over and his neighbor was talking to him, his son, and his wife, all four of them were together, and they're chit-chatting about. And this was also recorded earlier that evening because the neighbor says yeah i went over there and talked to him about 7:40 you know and the murder was supposedly committed like at 8 o'clock or something like that so then the other bizarre thing is when the police show up he's got on different clothes so in other words when they when he calls him at 10 o'clock oh my wife and my son have been murdered and the police show up they take pictures of him and he's in a t-shirt a white t-shirt and pants whereas in the video that his son uploaded to instagram or one of the social sites 
he's in like cutoffs or like shorts and a blue shirt. So, in other words, they know that he was there. And, and so they're saying that now the prosecuting attorney is saying he killed his son and daughter, or son his wife, to essentially make him look like he was being persecuted, that someone was after him, that they, and they tried to make it look like this was a family member of the girl who was killed in the boating accident. Does this all make sense? It does. So in other words, he's he's trying to create... And so how he does to essentially get himself out, allegedly kills his wife and son. And I'm going like, who would do that? And then he tries to kill himself. Well, then he tries to so kill himself. because his other son would get right, his money. Right, be, because... The insurance policy, as most insurance policies are... Doesn't cover suicide. Exactly. If you kill yourself, and especially I would imagine on a $10 million insurance policy, there's a writer in there that says that if you kill yourself, guess what? We ain't paying. So he hires this guy, one of his former clients, to shoot him and kill him. And the guy is, is bungles it up. He's not Mister. He's not Mister Sharpshooter. He he, yeah. he almost gets him in the head. He grazes his scalp. So then, after they arrest him, this is part of the story. I didn't tell. Then after they arrest him after that, because then they were throwing him in jail for for you know whatever fraud or something like that. Then he says, "Oh, I'm addicted. I'm addicted to opioids." So they put him in a rehab clinic. And I'm going like, is this guy's life unraveling or what? You know, I mean, and and if this is really true that he killed his wife and son. Can you believe how heartless that would be? I mean, you're trying to get yourself... He, wants, some, he wants the whole family to be together. He I didn't know. know that the guy he hired was a nap. No, I don't think he wants his whole family to be together. together. He wants to get off. He's trying to, you know, you know, get off the whole thing. You know, it's just he bizarre. He paid someone to kill him, Brad. I know, but once again, the the point of it is that that mm. that. But see, that's the reason he did that was when things were looking bad for him. When it was looking to the point where, like, oh my God, I'm you know, he was going to end up serving time no matter what because he embezzled money from his law firm. He took money from settlements, uh, and they talk about the morning that this happened, where his his wife and son were killed the morning he was this happened he was confronted by the cfo like the chief financial officer of the law firm CFO? cfo of of the law firm saying okay explain to us where this money went and he's like oh, 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 oh. and it turned out that what he was doing was how he was keep, keeping this money from the law firm he was having the insurance companies or whoever he'd win these lawsuits against pay him directly and he had like this shadow account where he would put the money in his account and the law firm wouldn't get it. So he would say, eh, we never got the settlement on that. And I'm going like, how can that be? I mean, the whole thing's just bizarre. Yeah, it sounds like his life is, well, you know, it's, I don't know. It's sort of like this crazy thing with, with you know, the, the local gal who, you know, killed that uh, Gumpenberger guy. You know what I mean? You know, and... What's her name? Um, Hup. Pamela Hup. Pamela you know, Hup. Who now looks, look, I think it was Hup, H-U-P-P. I think that was her name. And it turns yes. out she killed her best friend, you know, and yes. framed her husband who ended up going to jail. You know, he spent like two years in the Missouri penitentiary for something he didn't do. Yes. Then he then he gets out, and she decides the police are on her trail. So she goes in some place in St. Charles, picks up this poor guy. Hey, I'm from Dateline. I need you to help to reenact a crime scene for me. So she takes him to her house, shoots him, kills him, calls 911 while she's killing him on the phone, and say, oh, don't come after me, don't come after me, ah, boom, 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 and he's dead. So, you know, I mean, and it's like, okay, and then the bizarre part of that is her mom 
got thrown off a balcony at a retirement home and was killed, and now they're thinking she did it. I mean, how do people think they're going to get away with that? I have no idea. Especially with everybody having a cell phone now. You know what I mean? Everyone has a cell phone. I mean, I went to the store the other day, and I was going to steal a candy bar, and I was starting to put it in my shirt, and the guy behind me said, dude, don't do it. I got a camera on you. I'm going to turn you in. I go, oh, thank you. You saved me from a life of crime. (laughs) I was going to do 10 to 20. See, now, if I would have been in the city, Kim Gardner would have prosecuted me because... To the fullest (laughs) I stole a candy bar. I stole a a bag of M&Ms. And probably not because of anything other than your Brad Hildebrand. No, no, no. Here's the reason. Because Why? of inflation, a bag of M&M's used to be like a little small bag. Used to be like, you know, once upon a time was 99 cents. The bag of yes. M&M's is now $14,000, and that would be it's, a felony. It's kind of a lot. <laughs> yes. Okay, it's 649. It is BS.show. Okay, the first time I heard that song, I mean, the first time I heard George Ezra, and how about you? What did you think the guy looked like? Uh, well, I... I don't know. I kind of thought he was like a surfer dude. Well, I, I, he had kind of an accent, and I thought he, he had did. like, like sort of like a Jamaican kind of accent. You know, not like a super. Oh, I didn't get that that well, vibe. Well, but he didn't sound like he didn't sound like. Can I say it? He didn't sound like a white dude to me. Okay, get what I'm saying? Yeah. He sounded like a BIPOC, which I am. I'm a person of color. Color, matter of fact, I have my color chart right oh here. Oh my goodness! I am. I am Mocha Java. You know, I'm not. I'm not a white dude. Okay. The first time I saw a picture of this guy, I thought to myself, "That's not him. He's this whitey white bread guy who looks like he's like 22, but he's actually 29. He looks like a kid, and he's got this voice like that. I'm George Ezra, and I'm singing, and I'm going like." Boy, that, I blew that one out of the water with what I thought the guy looked like. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yes, I do. <laughs> you know, I'm looking some. I was expecting some big guy who looked like he used to work on a cargo ship, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like big old muscles. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, I I floated the Atlantic many times. Yes, we have this cargo and we take it across the Atlantic. And when we get to port, we have to pick up all this stuff and and move it around the ship. And boy, it's tough. And the songs he sings are sort of like that, you know, you know, sort of like. I like his first one, but you never play the first one. That's because you like it. There you go. <laughs> Mystery solved. <laughs> yeah, that's right, George Ezra. As a matter of fact, here let me read, read the bio. He's from, born in 1993. He's uh, 29. He's born in Hertford, Hertfordshire, England, and the genres. Here we go: folk rock. Folk pop, soul, and blues. Ezra's second album, blah, blah, blah. Early life, okay? George Ezra Barnett, that's uh, Ezra's his middle name, was born on Sundom. His parents were teachers with his father, Paul, teaching at Barnell School in Stevenage. Stevenage? Stevenage? Okay. Barnett attended primary school in Bonongia and then Simon Bow School. He studied at Hartford Regional College. He moved to Bristol in 2011 to study songwriting at the British and Irish Music Modern Music Institute. Ezra has an older sister named Jessica who accompanies him on tour and a younger brother named Ethan who is also a singer and songwriter under the name Ten Tons. He must be a rapper. Ten Tons. Ten, yeah. Ten, ten, let me look him up. A very big rapper. Ten Tons. Oh, my God. 
Uh, English songwriter from Hertford. He was released as uh, a self-titled album score to top 40 position in the UK upon release. He's the brother of singer-songwriter George Ezra. Ten Tons is his name. I like that name. Hey, what's your name? I'm Ten Tons. Don't mess with me. I'll sit on you. I'll flatten you like a pancake because I'm Ten Tons. I will pop you like a tech. <laughs> you, there'll be nothing left of you. They'll be using you as a Frisbee when I get done with you because I'm 10 tons. Yes, that's right. People. <laughs> and he's probably like 4 foot 11. And I'll, I'll sit on you. and then I'm, and, Well, I'm going to take like, you to Roswell, New Mexico, and I'm going to sit on you. And then when we get done with you, you'll be a flying saucer because <laughs> I'm 10 tons, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. You're so weird. <laughs> I'm weird. <laughs> You are. <laughs> okay, so what else we got to talk about? We got to talk about the mayor of New York staying in a homeless shelter overnight. Oh man. Were they trying? Was he trying to come down with the people? Well, it's a long story because we'll talk about that next hour. There's a bunch of the, you know, this. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that. Normally, you would call BS on me. You go, that's BS. Bunch of these immigrants who cross the border, they put them up in a hotel, free of charge. They get free food, free, you know, free board, free, you know, room, rent, a whole bit. And then they want to move them out of a hotel to a homeless shelter, and they won't leave because they like the hotel. <laughs> you know, like, like no, no S blank blank T. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself. I thought about this weekend. I thought to myself. If I wanted to start my life over, what I'd do is I just one day, secretly, I'd take my car and I'd run it off the boat ramp out at, uh, you know, out at the, out at Washmo right there. What is that? Uh, at, uh, what the, what, what's the? The landing? Rennick Riverfront Park. I'd just run my car down. You know, I'd do it like two o'clock in the morning. I'd run my car down into the, into the river and then I would sneak away and I would hitchhike down to Mexico. I'd hitchhike like down to Texas somewhere and I'd cross the border into Mexico and then I'd come back across the border, and and uh, and I just like say I say like Ich bin eine Gummischuhe. You know the 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 guys would come up to me. Ich bin they yeah. go what? Ich bin eine Gummischuhe. And and they go like what? Like oh yeah, in the Deutsch. Ich bin eine Gummischuhe. And they go oh he's an immigrant from Germany. Oh we'll let him in for nothing. So then they'd take me to New York, and I'd have a hotel room for nothing, and I'd have a free bite. You know they call it Obama phone. They give me a free phone, and I'd have free rent. And I'm thinking to myself. This is the life. You know, I mean, those people that come across the border, they don't have any money. What do they need money for? Every, your government gives them everything. Hey, you need a place to stay? We'll put you in a hotel in New York City. You need food? We'll give you food. You need a phone? Yeah, we'll give you this Obama phone. Everything's great. That's what I'm going to do. When is this going to transpire? <laughs> One of these days. And people will be going, oh, my poor Brad. His car ended up in the in the river. You know, he's dead. He's, you know, he's dead. And I'm going, oh, I'm in a hotel in New York City. I'm living the life. <laughs> you know what? Something's screwed up here. Could it be us? No. Something's messed up. Well, it is 6.59. Hold on. Probably us. You know, I'm missing an hour here. I'm missing a lot of things. Okay. I'm, I I don't know what to do. I'm missing an hour. The log... Why, how can you miss an hour? Okay. Here's my log. Okay. It goes from 6.59 to 8 o'clock. <laughs> There's an hour that's gone. I just looked up and I'm going like, okay, why? what's going on here? 6.59, 8 o'clock. All of a sudden, I'm at 8 o'clock. 
I have no idea what's going on. Okay. You are missing an hour. <laughs> I'm missing an hour. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. What uh, are you going to do? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Hurry, hurry. Okay, hold on a minute. I'm going to have to do this. Oh, uh, so you're not going to do it. Like, hold, hold it, hold it, hold it. Quickly. Okay, I'm going to play the idea. I'm going to play one song. We'll be back, okay? Okay, BRB. It's 7 o'clock. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. 7.03, a Monday morning. Hard to believe it's the sixth day of February already. Man, where's this month going to? It's going too quick. It is. Slow things down. Okay. We talked about this briefly last hour. I just was in the other room and listening to another radio station, and their top of the hour newscast, top of the hour newscast was, China's mad at us because we shot down their balloon. <laughs> I'm going like, get real. You know? China should have known that was going to happen. Well, <laughs> see, I have to tell you, I think we have a serious problem with China. And, and, and here's the problem. Why is it that we, like, for example, the NBA. Okay, remember that, that guy, the one of the NBA players, the basketball guy who said something bad about China and they kicked him out of the league? And LeBron James is talking about how, you know, how America's so bad, but yet, you know, he's kissing the butt of the Chinese people because, do you know this? Do you know, like, the NBA gets billions of dollars from the Chinese? Do you know the story? No, I do not. Basketball is huge in China. Huge. I mean, to the point where they run the NBA games in China. You know, and the NBA stars occasionally go to China and get all sorts of money and stuff like that. By the way, remind me to talk about Dr. Fauci. I'm, I, I saw this. I go, oh, my God. Anyway, um, okay, so here comes this balloon. Now, they're saying it's a weather balloon, okay? First off, they don't have weather balloons that are that big. Weather balloons are usually typically small. This thing is huge. Now, the other crazy thing about this is, I've talked about this before, and I find this fascinating. You know, I'm not a military guy, but I find the whole you know military thing fascinating. My dad was in the Army for 40 years, and I grew up around, you know, not military life, but my father was an engineer, and he was a captain in the Army. He retired when he was 62. And 40 years, you know, three first three and a half years of his of his stint were World War II, and then he was in the, the, the uh, reserve for 36 years, okay? And you hang around, you know, he, his friends would come over, you know, guys were still all in reserve, some guys active duty in the whole bit, and you sort of, you know, rub elbows with these guys who are military guys. And I know several guys, matter of fact, when I used to work for the police department, almost everybody at the police department was an ex, was an ex, was a veteran. And you know why that is? Um, well, I kind of do, but why? In many, I don't know if this is still the case, but back in the day, when you took the test, you know, like for to become a policeman. I do. You got five extra points added because you were a veteran. So in other words, if you, yes. if is that still the way it is in government? I don't know about civil service, but I mean, um, private industry or city government. I only know about the federal government. And yes, that is true. Okay. So nothing against that. But if you weren't a veteran, chances are you probably wouldn't get to be work for the police department. That was the case. There, I think a department we had, I don't know, 30, 40 guys. I think there were a handful of guys that weren't veterans. So, okay, I get that. I have no problem with that because my dad was a veteran. Okay, so what you start to see now is all this crazy stuff that's going on with the Chinese. First off, if you know this thing, this electronics company they have called Huawei, and the federal government has banned the cellular companies from putting in Huawei equipment because they claim, the federal government claims, that the Huawei equipment is actually spy stuff. We have TikTok. Is what, please? Spy stuff. In other words, 
That the, doesn't surprise me. The, the, in other words, they think that they have a back door into the cellular system. The Chinese people do. They have a yes. back door into the cellular system, so they can track people. You know how it is. You see these murder trials now, and they know exactly where you were. It's like the deal with the guy in in Idaho. You know the the four murder. You know the four college kids who were killed in in Idaho. They tracked him by his cell phone. And what's interesting was his cell phone went off like for three hours when they think the motor the the murder occurred and came back on again. Now what does that tell you? I mean, it's like okay, I'm gonna turn my phone off for three hours at three o'clock in the morning. When, you know, supposedly when he was near the campus where he, you know, allegedly murdered this for the three girls and the one guy. And then like two hours after the murder, his phone line comes back online because they they track you. They don't know exactly where you're at, but they know what area you're at by which cell tower you're on. You know what I'm saying? I do. So in other words, if you're driving around during the day and let's say you're going from, you know, St. Charles County into North County, you may be on 10, 15, 20 different cell towers. And they know approximately you drove from someplace in St. Charles County. You hit, you were on a cell tower in Wentzville, and then you were on a cell tower in O'Fallon and a couple in St. Peter's. They know pretty much where you're going. You start figuring, okay, they were driving along I-70. And then they went to North County, and oh, you were on a cell phone tower on in in Bridgeton, and then you were in Hazelwood. Okay, then he came went to North on 270. So they pretty much know their their track. The Huawei equipment supposedly was was being used by the Chinese to spy on us. Now, here's the other interesting thing. I saw this last week, and I thought to myself, Gosh, isn't this interesting? The Chinese are buying farm property, but what's interesting was uh, interesting is where they're buying the farm property is, strangely enough, near American military bases. Okay? Hmm. And The plot thicky. Right, right. They're buying this, this property near these American military bases. Now, the, last, the one that comes up recently is this weird story out of North Dakota. And it's sort of an interesting story because Chinese bought a bunch of ground. They bought 370 uh, in 2021. Chinese food manufacturer purchased the 370 acres of ground for a wet corn milling plant. It's going to be the Fufeng USA plant. F-U-F-E-A-N-G-E-N-G. Fufeng. Location within, guess what, 12 miles of the Grand Fork Air Force Base. So they purchased 370 acres within 12 miles of the Grand Fork Air Force Base. Now. Which is where? In North Dakota. Oh, okay. 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 This you. week, the I'm Air sorry. Force issued a letter to North Dakota Senator John Hoven stating that they're concerned about the threat of the foreign-owned land possesses, listing near and long-term risks to operations in the area. They wrote, Grand Forks Air Force Base is the center of military activities related to both air and space operations. The governor came out, and he said, we've joined with city le- leaders in asking the federal government for clarity on any national security implication related to the Fofung project, and now we finally that got that clarity. The government says, okay, we don't want that plant built there. We don't care if the Chinese bought that plant. We don't want that plant there. So the federal government says this. Guess who they're dumping this thing on? Who? It's the the plant is within the city of Grand Fork, North Dakota. Okay? So uh-huh. they're essentially telling the city, hey, when these Chinese people come up to the board for approval, tell them no. They're not going to do it ahead of time. Well, <laughs> they're going to let these people come over here. Well, but and then tell them that they can't come in. Ha oh, ha. Okay. Funny, think, funny. No, turn back and go home. No, think about this for a minute. What is that? Think about this for a minute. This is the exact opposite of what normally happens. 
a city wants to do something and the federal government says, oh, you can't do that. You're too close to a river or you're too close to the uh, ancient burial hunting ground for, for you know, Indians. Or there's the, the reverse snap toad that there's three of them on that piece of property and we can't have you, you know, put a plant there because the reverse snap toad will, will become extinct. So that's what usually happens where the federal government puts the kibosh on, you know, like, for example, right now, if you want to build something near a river, trust me, I know this because I've gone through this with the crap transmitter site. You have to talk to the Army Corps of Engineers. You have to talk to these people. you got to get yes, approval of this. you got approval of that. Okay, so normally it's the federal government saying, hey, you local dude, you can't do this. But the federal government now is going to the city of Grand Fork, North Dakota, and saying, hey, guys, uh... We're not telling you what to do, but you know when these Chinese people come up, these Fufeng people that want to do this this uh, plant, you know this corn milling plant, um, we think you should say no. We don't want that in our in our community. Did they say why? Because they think it's a spy operation. Why? Why oh, would? Okay. Okay. Now here's the other interesting. Fair thing. enough. Okay. The track of this balloon. Okay. The track of this balloon. It comes through Montana. There's all sorts of you know you know, um, uh, army bases and nuclear missile silos up there in Montana, okay? I just think it was a Trojan horse. It comes down through Nebraska, and we've got stuff up there in Nebraska. Then it comes through Missouri, okay? Do you know what is near uh, Sedalia, Missouri? Do you know what the Air Force base is there? I do. It's the Whitman, 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 whatever you want to call it, Air Force Base. Whitman Air Force Base. Right, and guess what's, what's, what's stationed there? The B-2 nuclear bombers, okay? They're all they're all there in, in, in Missouri. So you look at the track of the balloon. It comes over right through the St. Louis area. Guess what's here? We got... McDonnell Douglas. We got... Well, not McDonnell. We got Boeing. Boeing. Boeing up in North County grinding out those F-18s and still some of the yep. F-15s, okay? Then it goes through, you know, goes through down through, you know, you track. And every place it's going, it's like, okay, underneath that, you know, that's, that's military. That's, you know, government company that's producing military goods and stuff like that. So it goes out over the ocean, and they shoot it down with a with a F F twenty two. A Raptor went out and shot a missile into it. Now, here's my crazy idea: Why did they have to shoot a missile into it? Couldn't they come like Couldn't they had like flown a guy up there and fired a couple shots through it so the thing slowly comes down instead of like crashing the ground? Put a couple holes in it, you know, starts to lose. I guess it's got I don't know if it's got helium or hydrogen, whatever it's got in it to keep it up in the air. Put punch a couple holes in it, or or like you know, like put a laser on it and like you know, punch a hole with it or like cut up, cut a slit with it, a laser. Okay. Now the crazy thing about this is think about this. This is what bothers me about the government. They say, Oh, we know, you know, we know when, when there's, or there is an incursion to our airspace. There have been incidents of, <clears throat> I can't remember what it was. A guy who was, who was like in the, in the Cuban army who stole a plane from Cuba took off from the airbase, you know, the, the Cuban airbase in Havana, flew it at like 50 feet above the, the, the ocean down there, you know, the Gulf of Mexico, and landed at a, an airport in Florida. And nobody knew it. I'm <laughs> going like, okay, where's all our sophisticated radar? Where's all our sophisticated systems? Where's all the sophistication of how come they didn't know where this balloon was? And the crazy thing about it was, this is something I've been fascinated by Asymmetrical warfare. You know what asymmetrical warfare is? It sounds like it would be even, but no. It's not even. 
for yeah, years. Yeah, asymmetrical is not even. Okay. You are correct. Symmetrical is even. We get a fast bomber. The Russians have to get a fast bomber. Now the Chinese get a fast bomber. We get, like, the new super-duper F-35. The Chinese get whatever they call it, a Yongpong 52 or something like that, and the Russians get one. Okay, They're so, other... so busy keeping up with the Joneses. That's exactly right. So there's symmetry, okay? Perfect example of air, air of asymmetrical warfare is the USS Cole. But I think it was, what, in the port in Yemen, in a bay in Yemen. And two dudes in a rubber dinghy with, like, an, you know, a Johnson outboard motor on the back. Two dudes in a rubber dinghy had, like, I don't know, a ton of, of fertilizer. Same stuff the guys used to blow up the Murrow building in Oklahoma City. They drove up next to the boat, and they blew themselves up and blew a gaping hole in the side of the USS Cole. Killed, I don't know how many sailors, and the boat almost sunk. Okay, so here... They almost sink a billion-dollar naval vessel with $50,000 worth of, you know, junk. Let's say the boat, the dinghy cost them 10 the motor cost them 10 They got $30,000 worth of fertilizer there. Blunk, not even that much. $50,000, okay? When's the last time you heard the United States government say, we've got our new anti-balloon plane that's going to go up and shoot down these balloons? They never talk about that. And now it comes out. Oh, no, this, they don't. This happens all the time. These balloons come across the United States all the time. And the, and the Chinese people get upset because we shoot it down. There's this thing called airspace. You know, here's the thing. If, if Let's say Brad went back to flying helicopters, and I went over someplace into Europe, and I go, you know what? I'm going to steal a helicopter. I'm going to fly to Beijing. <laughs> How close do you think I'd get before they shot me down? You know what I mean? That's I mean, China. Go to everybody's going to Japan. Well, no, no. I mean, or let's say, let's say I I stole a plane. I stole, you know, let's say I was an, a, a former, you know, airline pilot, and I stole stole a 737. I go like, I'm flying to Beijing. So I fly into, you know, I mean, I would be shot down like you wouldn't believe. You know what I'm saying? Over the ocean. <laughs> right. No, not over the ocean. Over their airspace. So it's okay. Oh, yeah. It's okay for them to say oh, you can't fly over airspace. You know, as a matter of fact, there's certain countries, you know, for a while, you know, they had to reroute all the airliners in in um, in um, Europe because of the Ukrainian thing, because they're afraid of getting shot down flying over Ukraine because the Russians are shooting down, you know, the Ukrainian, you know, uh, you know, uh, fighters and things like that. I don't know. The whole thing just, you know, there comes a point, and I'm going to say this, and I'm not getting myself in trouble. Because there's going to be people... Whenever going, you preface something like that, it's usually probably something you shouldn't say. Okay, I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. I know you are. If Donald Trump was still in the White House, this thing would have been shot down someplace 10 minutes after they found it in Montana. You know what I'm saying? He I, would have said... He would have I said, agree with that. Scramble the jets. You know, shoot that sucker down. Uh-huh. You know... <laughs> Re- I do agree with you. Remember, as the story came out, originally the story came out for the Chinese spokespeople says, oh, we have no idea what that is. We don't know what that is. We don't, it's not Just ours. Like we didn't know where it's, the virus came from. It, yeah, we, didn't, we don't know about, <laughs> right. we have no idea where this virus came from. You know, we have no idea. We don't know what that is. And then they say, oh, you know what? That might be one of our private sector weather balloons. And then they come, oh, yes, that is one of our balloons. You know, and oh yes, it's got some electronic equipment on it. Oh yes, so so now they got the poor Navy divers who are down there off the coast of South Carolina. You know, who are down there trying to pick up all the pieces of this thing. And once again, if they wouldn't have shot it down, you know, why couldn't they? Like, why couldn't you know? Why couldn't that that guy from Disney? You know, was that old grumpy guy? What the movie? What's that movie called? Up. 
He had all the balloons. Yes, yes. Why yes. why couldn't they just give him a couple more extra balloons and have him float up there? Okay, now what was his name? What was the guy's name? You ever seen I the movie? I don't remember that. The grumpy dude. He was like the grumpy dude from yeah. Up. And he's gonna fly his house and he's got balloons on his house. And he's gonna go up there and you know, okay, we're gonna now here's what we want you to do. We want you to get near and when you get close to it, see this big old sword? You know, stab a couple holes in the side of that thing. And let it just let it come down real slow. You know, real slow. And have it land somewhere, you know? I mean, they're talking about, well, if we shoot it down. Yeah, you're going to shoot it down. It's going to come down in pieces. Let it come down in one piece. That way we can tell, oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. No? You don't think? What was the name of that guy? Somebody just texted me. Somebody, what's his name? I never seen that movie. I thought it was stupid. Um, Walt? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, the bigger question we need to be asking ourselves, why was this a st- distraction from? While we've all been focused on balloon for a week, what else has been going on across the globe that they're hiding? Smoke and mirrors. I agree with that. I won't say who that is because of the fact that um, he's one of our clients, and I don't want to get him in trouble if he's not allowed to say that kind of stuff. I'll tell you that is off air. Um, Carl Fredrickson. Yeah, that's the guy. No, no, Ed Asner. It wasn't Ed. Was Ed Asner the voice of the guy in Up? Was that the grumpy? Yes. Because Ed Asner is yes, always he was. Ed Asner is always a grumpy old man. Okay. How he come, is, but he does it so well. How come we don't have something that can go up there and? I mean, if we can send a man into space, you know what? You know who we need to call on this? Who? Elon Musk. I bet Elon Musk is, you know. Just give him a jingle. <laughs> Hasn't he put his cell phone out there yet? <laughs> right. We call him up and say, hey, Elon. And, we, you know, the next time this happens, you can you come up with some kind of vehicle that could just go up next to that, that you know, some kind of a super, like a Tesla balloon or something like that, or a SpaceX balloon, and just go up and just essentially, you know, grab like a big grappling hook, come out and just grab it and then like punch a hole in it, you know, slow hole and just slowly bring it down. And that way we can get all the equipment. And then the other thing was the federal government comes out and says, well, you know, we've disabled their their equipment in the balloon, so it's not sending back any information. How do they know that? You know, that would be like me saying, hey, Shelly, you know, you know, that pizza that's in your in, in your freeze, freezer, you know, that you that frozen pizza in your, in your freezer. I want it, and it's gone out of your freezer now. And you go, and you go, oh, my God, it is gone. It's gone. How do you do that? It's magic, Shelly. I have this very sophisticated system where I can pull that right out of your freezer. It's BS. <laughs> you know? I mean, like, I, I don't – it just drives me nuts. And you know what's crazy about this is – What is crazy about this? You go to Walmart, it's all Chinese stuff. You know? I mean, I get frustrated because – they're supposed to be, like, all-American – I get frustrated because more and more stuff that I buy, when I buy it, made in China. You know, I put a new oil filter in my car yesterday, made in China. And, you know, American company, big company, you know, Wix, you know, makes really nice oil filters. Does anybody make anything in the United States anymore? You know, no. We don't make anything here anymore. We make cars, but most of the parts are made someplace else. You know, they're they're assembled in Mexico or something like that. I mean, you know, think about it. We used to make shoes. You know, all in Missouri, they had all these plants all over the place. It's downtown St. Louis. You know, Brown Shoe Company, International Shoe Company, Brown Shoe my Company. My mom was a was an international shoe model. That's right. My dad was an international boot model. Was he? Yeah, yeah. He there's all sorts of pictures of my dad kicking people's butts, and that was what my dad was good at kicking. Oh, people's whatever. Butts. <laughs> no, really, my mother was a a professional shoe model. She was Dottie with the four B. She was what? Dottie. Her name was Dorothy. But they called her Dottie, and she had a 4B size shoe. Oh, I thought you said 4V. I'm going like, 4V? 4B That's That's a wide foot. (laughs) No, she had nothing wide about her. (laughs) 
Boy, there's a line I could say, but yeah, and you won't say it because it's about my mom. <laughs> I can say anything I want about my mom. So you, however, comma cannot. I'm still depressed from having dinner with my youngest son and my daughter last week. What you never told us what the deal was. It depresses me. You never said what they said. That that you thought that you were not a good um, parental. I I I'm, I'm I look back at my life and I think I failed as a parent. I mean I I failed. How can you say that your I've, kids are wonderful? I failed as a parent. I failed as a parent. If you, I'm this telling. Is what I told my Lisa, her kids were naughty. Your kids are not, but her kids were naughty. They made very poor choices when it came to themselves. Well, my oldest son was away what, from the parents. They were the best humans you could ever possibly imagine. And that's what counts, is the kind of tiny human that you raised. Well, it gets frustrating when you hear one of your kids say, there should be a $30 minimum wage because you can't live on $15 an hour. I'm thinking to myself, you put me on $15 an hour, I can have one hell of a life. I'm telling you, you know, you take me away from this radio station, you just pay me, what, it'd be, what, $15 an hour, and it'd be, what, is that what it is? 650 a week? Isn't that what it is? $10 an hour from 40 to 40 would be, yeah, it would be, no, it would be 600 a week. Okay. So, yeah, 600 a week. Okay. 2400 a month. I could live really nice in $2,400 a month. I'm telling you. I could live really nicely. And, it, you know, and once again, you know me. I'm somewhat of a frugal guy. I drive around in a $300 car. You know, I, I change my own oil. You know, I mean, I can fix stuff. You know, you, if you said, Brad, we're going to just pay you. And I'm thinking to myself, what I do, and this past weekend, I'm not trying to, you know, don't get out your violin. And, you know, we've had we've had problems. And you know what? Right now, are we off the air again? Jeez Louise. Can you listen? We'll say something. Test one, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. Yes, we are off the air. Oh, my God. Okay. Hold on a minute. I'm going to try something. It hasn't been in a while. Okay, hold on a minute. Okay. <laughs> this is the test of Brad, the new Brad system. Watch this. Okay, you listening off air? Yes. Okay, hold on a minute. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. This is going to be the first test. Let me do this. I'm going to do this. Okay. Hold on a minute. Stop doing that. Hold on a minute. Okay. Okay. You're listening off air. Tell me if you hear the computer voice. Tell me the computer voice should come back on here in a minute. Okay. Tell me if you hear him. Yes. Mr. Computer Voice and... At Mr. Computer Voice is done. Hold on a minute. We should be back on right about now. Do you hear me now? Test one, two, three, four, five. Five, four, three, two, one. There we are. There you go. Am I amazing or what? You are amazing, actually, Brad. There's not a day that goes by I, that you... I, um... I did that with my phone. Aww. I'm as good as Barack Obama. All I need is a pen and a phone, and I can change the world, right? You are freaking MacGyver. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break. Oh, God, I can tell this is Monday. 
everything's just going to hell. Okay, we're going to take you a break. You fixed it. You weren't even there. <laughs> yeah, but I'm missing an hour on the log. Everything's just going to hell. 726. Bravo, yeah. Okay, bye. And there's a perfect example. We went off the air just as I was talking about the Chinese. And the codec we're having problems with, which we're having some issues with, is guess where? Made in China. God, what would Donald It do? is a predicament. I'm telling you. They, they know what we're up to. They were talking. We were talking bad about them, and they knocked us off the air. We're back. I'm sorry. We're having problems we can't figure it out. There's one of these things where even one of my broadcast engineering buddies, who is like really smart, much smarter than I am, um, he essentially said, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> one of those things where, where, okay. And the problem is there's like eight things the problem could be at, and I've already fixed, or at least bypassed three of them, or essentially replaced equipment on three of them, and I got five more to go. I'm going to go broke replacing stuff. Okay. Anyway, we're back. Uh, appreciate you know people telling us we're off the air, but it's funny I went right off the air just as we're talking about the Chinese stuff. Okay, I saw this on a website over the weekend, and I want to get your reaction to this. Okay. Okay. There's these companies that book speakers. If you have like a conference, like let's say it was the yes, you know, like you were you were in. Uh, you it's were, like a speaker's guild. You were in you were in Mary Kay. Did you ever go to the, like the big conference, like where was it down at Dallas or something like the big national conference? Yeah, that's called Seminar, and I went a couple times, yes. And, and they had like a keynote speaker, and it's usually like some they kind did. of famous person, right? And they right? had one over here when they did Master Consultants. Right, but it's usually like some famous person they hire, right? It's usually somebody in Mary Kay, yes. Well, in other companies, it's like they hire somebody. Like if Xerox is having a big conference, they would hire like an expensive speaker. Okay. Yes. Yes, so I agree. There's these companies, and they're called Speakers Bureau. And what they do is they put big companies together with speakers. Okay. Guess okay. what I found on this one company's website? Guess who is now on the on the speakers trail? He's out there giving speeches. Who? Anthony Fauci. Really? And his fee range is ready for this. Fifty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars, depending upon how far he has to travel. That's actually the going rate for somebody of his stature. But once again, he was the highest paid government employee. The president made four hundred thousand, makes four hundred thousand a year. Fauci made more. I think four, Fauci made four hundred fifty thousand. He gets more than the president. Now, first off, how is that? Why is that possible? I know why it's possible, because you're going to tell me you were an ex-government employee, that he went way, 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 he's there forever, and he got all these bonuses and blah, 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 blah. But now he's, making, close. Now he's making between fifty and 100000 a, a speech. Let's say he makes one speech a week, and let's say he makes one speech a week for $100,000, and he does that every week. He goes, and keep in mind, when you do that, everything else is included. Whoever hires you, they have to pay... Your airfare and hotel, and they pick you up in a limo, and you know they have your valet, and your you know, and you get food, and you know it's everything's taken care of. You have no expenses whatsoever. Okay, so if he did that, let me think. Every week for a hundred thousand dollars a week times fifty-two week, that's what five point two million dollars. Am I math right? Am I close? Five point two million. Five point two million dollars. I'm sorry. I I have a problem with this. I really do. You know, I mean, like, it's frustrating to me because you look back at this now, you look back at, you know, now you look at this three years ago, we went through this COVID thing. Three years ago, right about now was when the wheels started falling off. You don't remember? Think about it. January, March, January, February, March. Are you talking about 2020? Yes, three years ago. 
Okay. It was horrible. Okay, and and by by next month, things got really creepy, and you know everybody was going nuts, and you know you couldn't buy toilet paper, and you know you couldn't go in stores, and you had to stand. I still remember I got yelled at. I don't know if I told you the story. I got yelled at at a a Office Max store because the guy, the checkout guy, yelled at me because I was too close to the woman in front of me. He says, "Sir, you're less than six foot." feet in front of that woman behind from that woman excuse me you know i mean matter of fact to this day you go to places there's a post office i go to from time to time that still has the dots painted on the floor they go out the door of the post office and down the sidewalk and that's the dot you're supposed to stand on because they're all six feet apart and it's like it's like okay all this crazy stuff we couldn't do this we couldn't do that you couldn't do this you couldn't do that you could you know blah 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 I mean, you look back at that and you go like, and remember, I have it somewhere. Hold on, where I have it, and you get mad at me every time I play this one. Is it this one? <laughs> Is you know, you know what? What? Do you know that Kamala Harris knew that the the balloon was up there in space? I mean, the balloon, the Chinese balloon, was up there. Why? Because she's on on top of it, so she knew because they talked about. It. You know, you know how everybody says it was the size of three school buses. <laughs> Kamala saw it. And she looked yeah. up in the sky and she, she said, sized it up herself. And she said, Who doesn't love a yellow school bus? Right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus? Right? Just, there's something about most of us, many of us went to school on the yellow school bus, right? Huh. <laughs> it's like, just turn it off. <laughs> okay. Let me see if did I Did I can... say that out loud? Yes, you did. Oh, my <laughs> where, where am I find? I can't find Fauci anymore. Where he comes out and he says, he says, you don't need a mask. You know, I'm going, I played this before. You got mad at me when I played this. Uh, where is it? Where... That's because I thought you were making fun of my man. Fauci? I think, yeah. I think that he had a lot of responsibilities thrown at him. I mean, it was worldwide responsibility. Do you know a lot of people, see, you know, Shelly really likes Fauci. And you know why? What's interesting about this is <laughs> Shelly met Dr. Fauci. Shelly won't own up to this, but Shelly met Dr. Fauci. And, you know, mm-hmm. they say that, that that guy's kind of a ladies' man. You know, he's got, you know, sort of that, you know, hey, I'm Dr. Fauci. You want to go have a drink? And so this is a true story. Shelly's never told this story before. But Shelly was invited to a personal meeting with Dr. Fauci because he heard her defend him on this radio station. I wasn't a big fan of Dr. Fauci. And Dr. Fauci, you know, heard that I was not being nice to him on the air so he had a personal meeting with Shelly and as he walked into the room and met Shelly he walked up to her took her hand kissed her hand and said she was the kind of woman that made you want to drop to your knees and thank god you were a man you're hilarious (laughs) such a liar but hilarious nonetheless (laughs) where is let me see if I can find Dr. Fauci where he says it says I don't, you know, I got it. I need, I need to hire somebody to come and fix this for me because I'm too ADD to go. I've done three pages of this stuff where he says, you don't need a mask. You don't need a mask. And that was like, that was in, that was in February or uh, that was in February of 2020 where he said, you don't need a mask. I don't think so. He did. I don't think it was in February of 2020 because that's when we were starting to gear up for COVID. <laughs> he said that later what's this one i haven't played this one in a while let me play this one hold on a minute 
You mean through saying. the assholes? Oh, <laughs> that's weird. You mean through the assholes? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> you mean through the assholes? <laughs> I can't tell what that says, but I'm thinking, please don't play it again. And I would moon her. <laughs> Yeah, that was Tiffany. Okay, here's the... It was a struggle to be my child. I haven't played this one in a while. Here's the Virginia school board one. Okay, this is... Here, hold on, let me play this. This is so funny. Phil McCracken, Suk Mahidik, Ophelia McHawk, Eileen Dover, Don Kiddick, Wayne Kerr, Aaron Sorkin. (laughs) Do you know what that was? Do you know what that was? Yeah. <laughs> no, that was a Virginia school board meeting where some you had to register to speak at the school board meeting. So some prankster registered all those names. It's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and they and they read them. This is the guy reading the names. In other words, he's telling the order that the speakers were going to be in. So they give him the list. Here's the people who are going to speak at this Virginia school board meeting. Phil McCracken. <laughs> Suk Mahidik, Ophelia McHawk, Eileen Dover, Don Kiddick, Wayne Kerr, Aaron Sorkin. Wow. Aaron Sorkin's probably the funniest one because that's the only one that's real, but he wasn't there. I can't find, I can't find, um, uh, here's, is this in Holman? Straighten their back up and then they put their face close to mine. No, no, that's not it. Um. I don't know how to explain it. They're choppy. No, that's not it. FA Mobile 317. No, that's not it. I'm having a party. Want to come? Oh, that's it. (laughs) How how about this one? I don't know about you, but I'm not going to turn around and look for where my mask is. Yeah, right. We're going to do that. Yeah. I'm an FAA engineer. Scratch, scratch, scratch. (laughs) (laughs) Brad, don't play that. I'm an FAA engineer. Scratch, scratch, scratch. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. It's hilarious, isn't it? (laughs) It's too big to send. (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. They're choppy. (laughs) But I had a problem talking on the radios. Straighten their back up, and then they put their face close to mine. He's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. (laughs) Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Uh, Leslie Nielsen. We miss Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> he was so funny. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. Was, oh, I was... found it. I found it. Here they are. Okay, here they are. Here's here. There's two. Here's Dr. Fauci cuts. Okay, these were him three years ago. Three years ago. This is Dr. Fauci. People should not be walking around with masks. Okay. There's the second cut. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. Okay, that's Dr. Fauci three years ago. Right about now, on 60 Minutes. He's on the yeah. CBS news program, 60 Minutes. Say we don't need we don't need masks. We know, you know here once again. This is what he said. He said people should not be walking around with masks. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. <sighs> the guy's a hypocrite. I'm sorry. You know, one minute he says don't wear masks, the next minute he tells tells you wear three masks, right? And they've come out with all this research talking about how how the cloth masks worthless. You know, no, don't do anything. They're no good. They're just worthless, right? So frustrating. So frustrating. I so wa- did you ever determine if we were supposed to wear a mask or we weren't supposed to wear a mask? Who knows anymore? You know, I mean, they're talking about... I will wear a mask if I feel like wearing a mask. And I think that 
I, you know, I'll look at my surroundings because I'm trying to do better than better for that. And um, if I'm in a crowd that masks, I will go ahead and put my mask on. So, in other words, you're one of those people that if everybody wore pink polka dots, you'd go home and wear your pink polka dots, right? No, I do it out of respect. Oh, so. <laughs> Every time a mosquito bites you, it's a new chip that is being implanted into your bloodstream. Did you hear that one? Every time a mosquito bites you, it's a new chip that is being implanted into your bloodstream. Yeah, it's true. Was I in the greatest conspiracy since the hosts of The View were discovered to be robots? Every time a mosquito bites you, it's a new chip that is being implanted into your bloodstream. Whatever it is, the answer's no. Always be yourself, unless you suck. It must really suck to be that dumb. I'm an unadulterated fan. I want to live in a van down by the river. (laughs) Can we we all get along? Can we we get along? Shelly, you are amazing. How do you do it? Shelly, we listen online in our country. How do you say, you got it going on, girlfriend? Rock on, sister. (laughs) (laughs) People should not be walking around with masks. Every time a mosquito bites you, it's a new chip that is being implanted into your bloodstream. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around is, with a mask. Is that from that movie the where they're in a little submarine the and they get... were discovered to be robots. Hold on, here, listen to this again. Was I engulfed in the greatest conspiracy since the hosts of The View were discovered to be robots? <laughs> Did you know that? The, the ladies on The who on the View are all robots? No. Yeah, they are. They're all Whoopi robots. Good, Whoopi Goldberg is not a robot. She's a robot. Yeah, they're all robots. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. She, oh, what, what's what's uh, Ozzy Osbourne's wife's name? Sharon. Yes. Yeah. Did you hear that he has to quit touring? <laughs> you, you, can I tell you why? Because <laughs> why? drugs are no one's friend. <laughs> That's why. I mean, you know, I mean, like. If my kids got into drugs, I'd say, hey, look at Ozzy Osbourne. You want to turn out like that? And they go, oh, my God, no. I'm going to not do drugs anymore. Okay, fine. We fixed that. <laughs> I happen to like Ozzy Osbourne. He blew his brain out back in the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. That's all there is to it. Everybody did. No, not everybody did. That's wrong. There are a lot of people that didn't. You know, I mean, don't say, well, everybody did it. That's like saying, hey, that's like saying everybody, back in the 50s, everybody had a hula hoop. No. Whiny. <laughs> Not everybody had a hula hoop. You know, in the 60s, you know. You are whiny. You're grumpy and whiny this morning. Yeah. And the point is, we have to take a Ew. break. I have no idea what's going on with the log. It's totally screwed up. So I'm going to just, I'm going to, I'm going to just essentially say, here, hold on a minute. Let me do this. I'm going to, I'm going to just hit a button and hopefully something will happen. It's 747. Uh, I still remember that great review I read not too long ago about a guy when uh, a, a very famous uh, music reviewer, when he was reviewing uh, Megan Trainer's first song, All About the Bass, and he said, she's a one hit wonder. Yeah, boy. Well, she clearly isn't because <laughs> she was I know, but still making it when she was doing it for other people. Well, don't you think it's funny that these experts come out, well, she's a one-hit wonder, that's a novelty song, and it'll never go anywhere. She'll never have another song again. She's had, I don't know how many dozen songs. All of them good. She's Yeah, ex- she's, she's pretty much a doll. An extremely talented woman. Okay. 752. Oh, BTW? Yes. 
I'm getting pushback, by the way. On... Ozzy took two Grammys last night. <laughs> what what far? Best rock album and best metal performance. <sighs> Boom. What does that mean? Are you are you are you siding with the smartest woman in the world? She no, said she I'd texted love... me. She, she texted me, he stopped touring due to a spine injury, zero to do with drugs. Oh, so smart one. She's saying, I'm a dumb one. I'm the guy. You know, I am. I'm the, I'm the dumbest guy in, in the room. And, and, you know, you're talking about smartest guy in the room. If you want if you want to dumb down the room, just invite me and I'll show up and IQ will be, you know, drastically decreased. Average IQ will go down about three points more than that, maybe 30 you points. You know, and the thing about that is, is it's like you're wicked smart. I'm not. And you just... If I was wicked smart, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be I'd be touring with Dr. Fauci. I'd be Dr. Fauci. I'd be I'd be on tour with Dr. Fauci. He'd be making fifty thousand. I'd be making a hundred thousand dollars. Yes, I'm the guy who predicted fifty years ago when I was born. I predicted that there will be a day when the Chinese will come and they'll fly balloons over our house and we'll give it and they'll you know what that's what they're doing. They're driving virus from that balloon. That was what they're doing. They're dropping a new virus. You think so? Oh yeah. I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, they had these little these little droplets came out of that that balloon. You know, hoof and mouth. I still think it was a Trojan horse. Hoof and mouth disease. <laughs> okay. Have we lost? <laughs> that was funny. Have we lost our way this morning? Yes, we've lost our way. Okay. Uh, okay. I get this thing that comes up every single time on my phone. I tell you, I get the ads for. Far are the the fancy women's underwear the the panties that are three hundred fifty dollars at Saks Fifth uh, Avenue. Adore me. Why are they sending me? You know, once again, once again, they talk about oh, well, you you know, you with with digital advertising, we can target your you know, we know exactly who's lo- looking at these ads and we'll target those ads. I'm not buying three hundred fifty dollars three hundred fifty dollar panties at Neiman Marcus. I'm not buying them for me and I'm not buying them for nobody. So stop showing me the three hundred fifty dollar panties at Neiman Marcus, okay? You wouldn't buy your special girl um a nice set of lingerie. I wouldn't buy Kamala Harris three hundred fifty dollar panties at, at, at Neiman Marcus. I mean, you know, once again, it's ridiculous. That would be kind of creepy. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> if you got money, flaunt. Okay. So I get this this thing all the time, and it's it's from the Herald Weekly. It always shows up in my ads, and it's more facts about Iceland that make it unlike any other country in the world. Okay, and all it is is picture after picture after picture of gorgeous blonde young women, and it says these are all the women of Iceland. Okay, and they're like, and even the cops. Here's a picture of like right here. We go right. Um, uh, visiting this interesting country has been on many bucket lists and is probably being added to even more bucket lists at this very moment. It's only natural you'd want to know more about this place. To that end, we probably present another collection of facts about this Arctic nation to quench your wanderlust. And it's got all... I get the same thing, and I get the same thing about ladies of Sweden. I'm going like, hey, if you'd like to travel to Sweden, every woman in Sweden is five foot four, weighs 110 pounds, and is 38, 24, 36, and blonde and blue eyes. That's every woman in Sweden. That's and, your demographic. <laughs> yeah, right. They're 24, and, and they're hot as a firecracker. Nope, not my demographic. So I'm going like, what Have is you ever what? heard the expression, that's too much car for you? Well, yeah, right, right. Okay, so every one of these things, it's like, okay, like, and, and here we go again. Now, here here we go. They're they're targeting me, okay? So here's an ad that I have no idea what language it's in. It's 
N-Y-H-A-F-I-D-F-E-B. It, apparently, it's some kind of thing. It's, it's, it's February in a different language. I have no idea what it is because I got all these crazy little accents. The D's have like a cross in the top of the D, and the top of the D is like going back the other way. I have no idea what that ant language is. And the website is boost, B-O-O-Z-T dot com, okay? And then they've got all this stuff. Like, for example, uh, there's another ad. I mean, here's an ad for Jeep, okay? I would not ever own a Jeep, okay? Here's an Why? ad. I, you know, want, and like, for example. Why wouldn't you own a Jeep? I just, I'm not a Jeep guy. I've never been. Well, a sure Jeep. you are. No. Honey, if it's a Jeep, it's a Jeep thing. If you have to explain it, it's not for you. I had a Jeep Cherokee, bought it new. It was the worst car I ever had. I mean, and it's to the point, under warranty, they couldn't fix it. It had this crazy problem that when you drove it, like in the summer, and it got hot, you know, not overheating. It just would, it would, it would just stall, and then you couldn't get it started. It went to the dealer. I don't know how many times they can never could fix it. They never could fix it. Oh, we don't know what's wrong with it. Uh, uh. Well, it sounds to me that's like a lemon law. Well, we finally a little late now, buddy. We finally, I, I can't remember. I think I sold it to some guy that, that knew how to fix it or whatever. I don't know. I just thought mm-hmm. I'm not a Jeep guy. If I'm gonna, you know, if I'm gonna buy a, a, a fancy schmancy truck right now, I'd buy the new Hummer. That's what I'd buy. You'd buy the new what? The new Hummer. The Humvee? No, not Humvee. Hummer, the new Hummer. It's the new Hummer. It's all electric. And okay. They're they're relatively. They're rel- After me seeing what those people were going through on the highway, trying to get from point A to point B with their windows rolled down, they had no lights on. It was. Um, Who are you talking they about? They were do. They had to be doing forty-five. Or Who are you 50. talking about? Who's this? Some people in an electric car that were going down the highway. And they what? They had their windows down and they had the lights off? Yeah. You sure that wasn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Doing 40? No, Uh I can tell the difference. So why do you know that their battery was almost dead? That was an assumption on my part because they never sped up. Yeah. And they had five people behind them. Yeah. Why didn't you just... And they were driving extra slow. So the only thing I could think of was they needed a charge. Extra. <laughs> I got a good one there. <laughs> There's another one. <laughs> the only thing I think of, they needed a charge. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this show has totally gone off the rails. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> You're the host. Okay, Ozzy. I'm just the co-host. Hold it, hold it. Ozzy Smith, if you're listening right now, listen carefully, Ozzy. Ozzy, don't take drugs. Don't take drugs. Don't take drugs. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> and you know why? You know what happens when you take drugs? What? Would she rather carry 20 pounds of batteries or a rolled-up solar panel? It is not her fault that she took the brown acid. <laughs> okay. We have to get 759, out of 759. It's Monday, baby. You got five have seconds to say goodbye. Week. Peace and I fly. 759. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.